Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 29 through 40. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say to them, The Lord needs it. So those two were sent, and they departed. They found it as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying this colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. And as he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Oh God, in these moments of silence, even the stones cry out to praise your name this day. That we remember the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem at the beginning of this week that we call holy. Pray that our time this morning and that your word would speak to our hearts, that we might hear your word for us this day. It is my prayer, O oh God, that you would speak through me and, if necessary, in spite. Speak that we might hear your word. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as I was thinking about the passage this week, I... I began to think about crowd. Um, we've been in social distancing and felt isolated at times and been by ourselves for several weeks now when we probably have many more weeks to go or several weeks to go. We don't really know. And some of us, when we sit down and we're quiet, we're thinking about a crowd. I, I imagine a crowd. I, I love sporting events and concerts. I'd imagine a parade. And, and when you're at those events, there's usually a lot of noise. Uh, there's people talking, even during a song, or there's someone cheering when there's a great play, or if that beautiful blimp goes by or, or from the parade, there, there's a beautiful part of the parade that goes by and you're excited and you celebrate. But one of the things that I've found is that no matter what size crowd that I'm in, there seems to be these moments where everything stops just for a second. 
I, I'm sure there's someone that's researched this and there's a name for it, but, but have you ever been in a crowd and you felt that moment of silence? I wonder when I think about Holy Week, when I think about Jesus descending into Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, I wonder about those moments of silence. So if you can picture this, we've been, we've been playing with word pictures throughout this season as we've been in the Sermon on the Mount by the Sea of Galilee, and here we are again with a crowd. It says a multitude of the disciples had gathered, and, and I imagine Jesus on the Mount of Olives looking across the Kidron Valley into the Golden Gate as he's going to cross into Jerusalem. This is foretold and foreshadowed in Zechariah. Earlier in the Gospel of Luke, we read about Jesus setting his face to Jerusalem, setting himself up to come and have this moment, this week that redefines humanity. And I wonder as Jesus sat by an oak, by, by an olive tree in that Mount of Olives, I wonder about a deep breath that he might have taken. I wonder about a moment of silence that he might have had. And then he gets on top of a donkey, as Rob likes to say, abandoned leg donkey. Makeshift tape parade. There are folks that have gathered and they are laying down their cloaks and palm branches. The Mount of Olives and the Kidron Valley are on the eastern side of Jerusalem, and Jesus would have entered into Jerusalem on the eastern side, and kings have entered Jerusalem for years and years. Josephus writes about Alexander the Great some 300 years earlier coming into Jerusalem. But the interesting thing is the way that Jesus entered Jerusalem and the way that Alexander entered Jerusalem, and in fact, at the same time, the way Herod would have entered Jerusalem from the western side of Jerusalem looks a whole lot different than the way Jesus enters Jerusalem. The way Alexander and Herod and other kings had entered Jerusalem was on chariots with huge groups of soldiers flexing their muscles, and their power on war horses with war dress and demonstra demonstrating that they're in control, that they're in power. And here Jesus is on a donkey with no soldiers or caravans or chariots demonstrating that he is the prince of peace. That his kingdom is a kingdom of peace and hope and love for all. It is a different type of parade. It is a parade like that has not been seen coming into Jerusalem. And, and it's a parade that shapes this week that we're entering into, 
One of the things that Rob said this week is that this is going to be a holy week like none of us have seen in our lifetimes. It seems rather appropriate because the holy week that Jesus starts is like something that we've never seen in our lives, but reshapes the world. It doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's the one that we would choose. But if it's the one that we have, how do we, how do we experience this? We have this Pax Romana that is strength and power and this peace of Christ that is humility and sacrifice. As I thought about this week coming up and this Palm Sunday, I couldn't help but think about uh, you all, uh, folks listening in, uh, folks participating virtually in worship. And I couldn't help, I, this word juxtaposition kept coming to my mind, and it's, it's one of those like ACT, SAT words, right? And juxtaposition is this idea when you lay two things side by side, and you do it so you can compare them or contrast them. It's kind of what we did in the sermon last week with the twos from the Sermon on the Mount. The narrow gate and the wide gate, the tree-bearing good fruit and tree-bearing bad fruit, the shallow and the deep. And one of the things that I began thinking about was we have this celebration day that is Palm Sunday that sets up a week that redefines our world and there are a lot of folks feeling incredible amounts of grief right now. This is a difficult time in human experience. There are folks that are experiencing grief and loss. There is, at the top, loss of life. This pandemic that we're experiencing is hurting people, and people are dying. There's loss of life, real grief. There's loss of stability. There's loss of stability in our world, in our communities. We can't see each other face-to-face -face very easily. We have to use Zoom and Skype, Facebook Live, StreamSpot. There's a lack of, and a loss of stability in the normalcy of what we experience. There's loss of jobs. There are folks that have lost jobs that never thought they would lose the job that they have. One of the things that hit me this week is there's, there's a loss of tradition an experience that is common amongst humanity, common amongst our culture here in America, our culture here in our community of Asheville. There's a loss of major life transitions. Loved ones are unable to sit with each other as a loved one passes away. Major life transitions and experiences there are folks that have been planning weddings for up on a year and aren't, you know, aren't able to have their weddings right now. College and high school students who plan to graduate this spring and have a semester that they would remember the rest of their lives do have something they'll remember, but it's different than they expected it to be. You know, grief is interesting. It's, it's nonlinear. It's not straightforward. It comes in waves. 
there are days where we are thankful and rightfully so for that which we have that is gift and comes from God. And there are days and moments where we are sad. There's this juxtaposition, this thing that is held in tension where we enter into a week that redefines who we are as humanity and yet the humanity that a lot of us have known is not the same as it's been. Grief, loss, an experience that binds us, binds us together and yet in a time when we're apart. I was reading, I was on Facebook this week and a a friend of mine um, uh, put up uh, a quote from Abba Moses. This will be a sermon for later at another point, but I'm, I'm fascinated by what I am learning from the desert fathers and mothers right now uh, in a time of separation, in a time of social distancing for our safety. And, and that's another idea. But, but there was a quote that was put up by Abba Moses that uh, really spoke to me. And Abba Moses said this, there was a, a certain brother that came to Abba Moses and asked for a word. And Abba Moses looked at his brother and he said, go sit in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. A cell would have been the room where the monk lived. Go sit in your room. And in that cell, in that room, you'll learn everything. And as I saw that quote, it reminded me the end of this passage is so important for us right now on this Palm Sunday and as we lead into Holy Week. It says this, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, and I want to, be, I want to make a point real quick of this word some. Uh, one of the things is a lot of times we paint the Pharisees in one big brush, like all the Pharisees were treated Jesus this way. But in Luke, it makes a really important point to say some, not all. This harsh generalization isn't always necessary. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, order your disciples to stop to stop praising Jesus. They have, they have been saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heavens. And some of the Pharisees in the crowds asked Jesus to tell the disciples to stop. And Jesus he said, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. If these were silent, the stone would shout out. And I know that sometimes in the midst of a season where we have grief or loss or hurt, that this season is for a lot of people and a lot of us. We have trouble finding what to say. What do I say to God? What do I say to the world? What do I say to my family? How do I praise God? How do I Say blessed is the king when I'm hurting. And one of the things that I think this passage might invite us to do is that it's okay to find silence. And it's okay to let the rocks cry out. We are called. We are called to say blessed is the king. That is a part of our calling. And yet sometimes, even we, need the rocks to cry out for us.
Holy Week is such an interesting time. It's such an interesting week because in the original Holy Week, the disciples had been told by Jesus over and over what was going to happen. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be sacrificed. I'm going to give myself up for you and for humanity. And yet they didn't at times believe him. They didn't at times really think it was going to happen the way it happens. They didn't expect their friend to be gone by the end of the week. One of the things that's hard for us is not to jump. Is, is for us not to jump to Easter, but to actually live through what is a difficult week and holy week. What is a week that profoundly demonstrates just who Jesus is as the King and Prince of Peace. As we go through this week, I invite you to find your cell. Find your place where you can experience just a little bit of silence. A little bit of space in the midst of the crowd. A crowd that might be virtual right now, but a crowd nonetheless. And hear that still small voice of God. Experience the week that is Holy Week. Monday, Thursday. Good Friday, Holy Saturday, moments that call us to peace and humility and into just a little bit of silence. I love how McLaren in his book that we've been using describes this Sunday of Palm Sunday. At the end of the day, he, he reflects that it might look like this. He says, Palm Sunday has been quite a day a Sunday we'll never forget. The beginning of a week that we'll never forget. What a wild mix of emotions. What a collection of dramatic moments. As we fall asleep, we ponder this. To be alive is to learn what makes for peace. It's not more weapons, more threats, more fear. It's more faith, more freedom, more hope, more love, more joy. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Friends, know that we, your staff, the folks that, that love you and, and do miss seeing you, like Rob said, know that we're praying for you. That even in the midst of this grief that we are feeling, there is hope and peace. And even if we don't have the words at times, the rocks, they're crying out. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.